A member of our congregation, Jamie Wolf, who is here today, gave a beautiful sermon on blessings back in February of 2020, just a few weeks before the pandemic led us to move worship online only for lo these many seasons. In that service, she explored the rather uneasy relationship that many Unitarian Universalists have with the whole concept of blessings. On the one hand, there are the theological, philosophical, cosmological questions about just who and or what is the bestower of blessings. Remember, when you hear bless you after you sneeze, that is shorthand for the centuries-old tradition of God bless you, which might obviously strike a discordant note with non-theists and may even sit uneasily with many theists whose beliefs about the activities of a divine presence do not always include the bestowal of personal blessings upon individuals on command. Yet, after every sneeze, I hear people from across the religious and philosophical spectrum chime in on the bless yous, seemingly without a necessity for theological framing or explanation. Allow me a minor detour to share what I found to be a fascinating and even relevant tidbit from W. David Myers, a professor of history at Fordham University, quoted in a 2019 New York Times article relating to the origin of this practice. For European Christians, when the first plague weakened the now Christian Roman Empire around 590, Pope Gregory the Great believed that a sneeze was an early warning sign of plague, so he commanded Christians to respond to a sneeze with a blessing. Who knew just a little over two years ago that I may be drawing parallels between our time and the time of the plague in 590. And while I don't support any pope or president commanding such things, doesn't it seem like the world could use some blessings? I admit to having my issues with many concepts of what blessings are and how they work, but will I refuse someone's blessing after my sneeze, whether God is invoked or not? I don't think so. It is a habit in our culture, often meaningless, I am sure, and offered without even thinking, like the phrase, Hi, how are you? I get that it often lacks substance. But I was taken with a passage from that same article where Dr. Frank Farley, a psychology professor at Temple University, termed the practice a micro-affection. A micro-affection. Saying bless you may engender an extremely brief and passing feel-good connection to the person sneezing, he writes, an antidote to the micro-aggressions we hear so much about. And that, to me, is the key to blessing. It is not the calling forth of a magical power to offer particular attention, nor an incantation to keep away evil spirits, which was another source of this phrase, but an explicit act 
of connection, culturally conditioned and often carried out without any overriding sense of intention, yet an act of connection nevertheless. People who would not think of striking up a conversation with a stranger will yet offer a bless you when that stranger sneezes. That will not save our world, but it is not a small thing. And while I have had difficulty with many formulations of what blessings are and where they come from and the calling out for special blessings here or there, I, as Jamie expressed for herself in that earlier sermon, I also cannot shake the feeling that comes over me sometimes, many times, of being blessed. I don't know how else to describe it exactly. An embrace of kindness, to use Parker's words from the reading. An act of recognition, a confession of surprise, a grateful acknowledgement that in the midst of a broken world, unspeakable beauty, grace, and mystery abide. It is not even circumstantial. It is not tied to having what I want or to something special that is going on around me because I can sometimes be living through the same circumstances from one day to the next and be aware of blessings one day and be stubbornly, yea, willfully unaware the next. Willfully unaware the next which is not to say that I should, could, or even would live in a blissful state of blessing all the time. That doesn't seem to be how we are wired, and anything that is experienced all the time tends to be taken for granted, to fade into the existential wallpaper, as it were, which is the very opposite of what it is like to feel blessed, to experience something as a blessing. This is also not to say that I can simply, in a moment, change my attitude from one of sorrow, fear, or frustration to, as the all-too-popular phrase goes, to an attitude of gratitude. There is no on or off switch, and people who are discouraged, demoralized, depressed, should not have the additional charge placed upon them that they are simply choosing to feel that way. Get happy. Life is a blessing. Turn that frown upside down. No, thank you. And yet, I feel for myself that there is a choice somewhere in here. I can't, I can't choose to feel blessed, but I can choose to practice awareness. To practice actually being present to my own life. Because one thing is clear to me, I only feel life as a blessing when I am present to the present. There is no guarantee that bringing my awareness to this present moment will result in this feeling of blessing. But I can be assured for me that blessing doesn't exist anywhere else. Certainly not in my distraction, nor in my worry for the future, nor in my regret or resentment about the past. 
That doesn't exclude memory as a vehicle for feeling blessed. Memories can bring that feeling, but memories are a product of the present moment. My present self calling forth a person, an event, a circumstance, simply an emotion from my past, calling it to mind and feeling grateful. I can choose to practice awareness to make a space in which that feeling of blessing may be planted and grow. But once feeling blessed, what then? What do I do with this act of recognition, this confession of surprise, this grateful acknowledgement? Again, Parker's beautiful words, while there is injustice, Anesthetization or evil, there moves a holy disturbance, a benevolent rage, a revolutionary love, protesting, urging, insisting that which is sacred will not be defiled. Those who bless the world live their life as a gesture of thanks for this beauty and this rage. We all have gifts, as Jack found out in the story from earlier. We all have gifts. That is a foundational truth to Unitarian Universalist thought and practice, foundational to what we do here. We all have gifts. Your gifts, whatever you discover them to be, can be used to bless or curse the world. Notice that Parker does not supply any other options. (laughs) They can be used to bless or curse the world. Then comes the question she says each person must answer. What will you do with your gifts? So there's the choice to practice, practice awareness, but there's another choice to be made. Feeling blessed requires a response. Being blessed calls one to bless in whatever way is available to us, big or small in our own estimation. But what will I do? What am I doing with my gifts? Will I bless the world or curse the world? Notice she doesn't say bless the person who blessed you because while blessing can arise from a particular circumstance or encounter or experience, it soon connects to something vaster and unknowable, an embrace of kindness that encompasses all life. No, rather choose to bless the world. It has been kind of fascinating to look at the world through this prism this week, asking myself, what if those are the only two options available? To bless or to curse the world? What if there is no neutral gear gear for using my gifts? No opting out. To bless or to curse? How am I using my gifts in this moment? And how can I tell? It is something more than a moving forward into the world with an intention to do good, says Parker. It requires introspection, honesty, groundedness, taking us into solitudes to search for the sources of power and grace, native wisdom, healing, and liberation. 
And it also draws us into community. The endeavor shared, the heritage passed on, the companionship of struggle, the importance of keeping the faith. Yes, yes, yes. At our best, we are helping one another make that choice to bless the world. We try through practice making a space for blessings to plant themselves and grow and then to respond to blessings by blessing. We help one another to identify and celebrate the gifts of each individual. We encourage a benevolent rage, a revolutionary love, protesting, urging, insisting that which is sacred not be defiled. We remind ourselves of the question, how will you choose to use your gifts? And we reach out to the community to find ways in which we can use our gifts to bless the world.